my wife's name out your fucking mouth! Christ, I'm getting all emotional from it, you know? Bring it. What up, world? Welcome to the Fives of the Week podcast. It's your boy, Philly. GMB, what up, Del? Hollywood Apple Snatch. Apple Snatch? Where's the apple today? Tell no me apples what? today, man. There's no props. Come on, no apples man. today. No props. No props. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go get you some Gala Fuji, bud. Do <laughs> <laughs> you like Granny Smith, bud? <laughs> George Washington, bud. Uh, that's right. Well, hey, here we are, the three amigos, man. Yes, yes. Grandmaster B, how's your week? It's been a good week so far, man. It's, uh, they just keep going by Philly faster and faster, it seems like, man. It just keeps on moving right along. Uh, I know it. I know it. Um, we both lost power today. Hollywood, you were fortunate enough not to? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, we had some power loss at work and um, end of the shop over on one side for some time. Slow up production. Yeah, just a hair. With some of the ovens. Oh, because yeah, it's a painting department, right? Yeah. Yeah, the ovens. Well, Uncle Drew, remember what I told you? I don't want to split hairs here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many maroons does that get, huh? Zero out of ten maroons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, man, the wind was crazy today. Yeah. Like, what the hell's going on? I was sitting there having my cup of joe in the morning, and freaking lights go out and everything else. Yeah. yeah. Felt, felt like I was in a haunted house this morning. I was shaving. And all of a sudden, my lights started flickering and everything. <laughs> I, I didn't really pay much attention to the weather. I just seen that it was going to be windy out, but I didn't know how windy it was going to be. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, we're going to lose power today. No sooner than I left the house, my wife calls me. She says, we just lost power. And she's working from home, so the Internet's not working. Oh, yeah, crazy. And, you know, it, it, you don't really appreciate what you have until it's gone, basically. Right? How, are your yeah. cell, how are your cell phones? Oh, this morning was, was terrible. Crazy. Obviously, when the Wi-Fi goes out, it's really oh, bad. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Couldn't get nothing. When I was out in the trade, you're obviously working off the tower, so it's My fine. man out in the trade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of out in the trade, I got a call. What did you call today from a customer? He's like, bro, I'm short. I think his name is Zohan. He's going to call me Z for short. <laughs> it was just funny, though, because, uh, you know, Z, obviously, that's what we call my boy. Number one, this guy, man. And uh, I got a text from someone saying, hey, I'm just checking in. I know today's a rough day. And I didn't realize at the time, but it's been three years since uh, Josh's memorial. So oh, it kind of wow. all hit me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, shout out to him, man. R.I.P. I know he's looking yeah. over us, man. One of the good yeah, brothers, sure. you know. Yeah. Well, there's a shit ton to talk about this week, so Grandmaster B, let's get into it. I mean, there's a lot going on, like you said, Philly. So we're going to get right into it. I'm going to play the audio, and then we'll get into the conversation. Sounds good. Dana, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? (laughs) 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 That was a a nice one. Okay. 
I'm out here. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> oh wow, wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Get my name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Bill Smith is a really great guy. What is the five fingers? Say to the face. Slap. Well, I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. <laughs> I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. Well, okay, so wow, what wow. a night. What a night, man. I, you know, Philly, and I know Hollywood, you said you didn't watch this, but I almost thought that this was a staged skit. I really mm -hmm. did. I thought it was some kind of a setup, but um, come on, Will Smith and Chris Rock, come on, man. Some are saying this was for a publicity stunt uh, to get ratings. Most say it was legit. I feel it was legit. Um, Almost wondering if this will get Will Smith best drama for for an Oscar next year in Chris Rock, but um, it seemed a little scripted at first. But you know, there, there was some like there was some raw emotion going on there, man. Yeah, what's your thoughts? There's a lot to unpack there, you know, but um, you just can't do that. You know what I'm saying? You can't claim to be a beacon of hope and love and, and smack the shit out of somebody on live TV at the Oscars. But again, there's also that human element too, right? Where you have all these trolls nowadays and the people just want to poke the bear and then that's the old school method. Hey, you want to talk shit to someone's face and smack the shit out of you, you know? But again, there's a certain decorum you have to have. You can't say you want to be this guy um, that's a role model and things like that and go and do that in front of the world. You know what I'm saying? It just, yeah. I feel like Will lost a lot of credibility there. Oh, absolutely, I agree. You know. I agree. My take on that, man, um, you know, like I said, I fell asleep. Uh, Philly sent me something I thought it was bullshit, and I turned it on, and it was like, wow, they kept playing it over and over again. So I went back, and the guy was laughing. He was laughing until he looked at his wife, and that, she gave him that look like that was enough to drive him. But you, you know, Hollywood. I mean, it's still assault, right? I mean, say you're at a basketball game, sitting in the front row, and you don't like what someone says back to you, and you just get up out of your seat and go smack somebody. You think you're going to be able to sit there and watch the rest of the game? It's right. Not, it's not yeah. going to happen. And he's a comedian. I mean, this is what they it's, do. It's part of his job. Yes. That's correct. And to your point, I at first I was like, damn, that really happened. You know, and um, I thought it was staged at a certain point, too. There was some Correct. wrestlers that came out and said, this looks kind of fake. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the Oscars have been hurting for years. So there, there's stories on both ends. Yeah. You know, publicity stunts. Some say, you know, Chris Rock's, you know, career is, like, not heading in the right direction. So I get both ways. So for whatever it is, it's just not right. You not, a play, not a place for it. You can't do it. No, not a place for it. And to Chris Rock, I mean, the dude's funny. I mean, the joke wasn't great, let's face it, but it wasn't, like, awful, you know. But did he really know about the alopecia? He probably know. didn't know that. And I think that may be part of the thing. And, you know, Chris Rock is a witty, quick thinker. They even say they had a... Um, a person that studies body language that, mm -hmm. that took a look at how Chris Rock leaned into it. He wasn't expecting it. He thought, you know, Will's going to say something to sure, him, so he sure. kind of leaned into him, and he wasn't ready for what happened. Right, right. And they, from what I understand, they actually 
asked Will Smith to leave, and he wouldn't leave. They kept him there. Right. What do you know about that, Philly? I just read that today. Okay. Yeah, I heard about um, that. So there's there's more things coming. Will Smith's not out of the woods yet. No, no, absolutely not. And I, I mentioned this to Hollywood, because B, you texted me that night. You're like, holy shit, this really happened. And I was asking him, I'm like, imagine if a guy like Kanye did this, or a guy like that doesn't have like a squeaky clean record. It's kind of a double standard. Because Will, I feel like, because he's been, a, you know, on the straight and narrow for so long, he's kind of getting a pass here. But you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. You and there's, there's a lot going on in this Oscars, right? There's Regina uh, Hall, I think, was one of the other ones that hosted the show with... Um, and, and uh, I'm sorry, I don't remember the names, but they, she did a skit on the stage where she was feel, feeling up the guys and everything like that. And mm -hmm. uh, this stuff has to go through producers, right? I mean, it was just, what, two years ago, the Me Too movement was all over the news. And, you know, I get it. We're trying to lighten up, you know, our world right now with some humor and stuff like that. But I think Will Smith crossed the line. Yeah. And I think it may be a career hurter for him. I'm right there with you. I don't think it's going to pay any dividends for him anytime soon. I mean, should he have gotten his Oscar taken away? We don't know. But there's, they still have yet to come out and say um, what's going to happen. Uh, but um, I do have Will Smith's, you know, speech when he won Best Actor. So let's take a quick listen to that. Oh man. Uh... <laughs> Richard Williams. Um was a fierce defender of his family. So said that. In this time in my life, stop whining. In this moment, I am overwhelmed by what God is calling on me to do and be in this world. I'm being called on in my life Stop whining. to love people and to protect people and to be a river to my people. I know to do what we do, you got to be able to take abuse. You got to be able to have people talk crazy about you. In this business, you got to be able to have people disrespecting you. And you got to smile and you got to pretend like that's okay. Stop whining. But Richard Williams. And what I loved, thank you, D. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. The fuck is that? So the speech he gave after this whole incident went down, you know, he apologized, but he never apologized to Chris Rock. I think a lot of embarrassment was going on there, mm -hmm. but um, I think he knew he screwed up. I think so too. But doesn't it doesn't it feed into maybe he was almost being too much like the guy he was portraying, like Mr. Williams in the movie? You yeah, know what I'm saying? But dude, you can't act that stuff out in real life. You have the whole world watching. You got to remember, this is being broadcast all over the world, right? This is no, I absolutely agree with you. But also, too, you look at what everything Will's been through lately. 
you know, there's that, uh, everyone has their breaking point per se. And yeah. trust me, I think he's in the wrong, 100%. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, he's no, wrong I, for what he did. But I'm just saying, I'm offering devil's advocate on reasons why things can escalate to the point when you say something to the wrong yeah, person. Yeah. But look how bad it could have turned out for Chris Rock. Say he hits him in the temple, dude drops like a ton of bricks and yeah, he dies absolutely. in front of the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or say, you know, just say he's with, you know, he's got members there, family or whatever, and somebody comes up there and clips him in the back of the head when he comes up and makes his announcement. You know, I'm the best male, whatever he got, boom, boom. Now we got shots inside the Grammys. You yeah. never know. Well, I'm hoping there's being checked for all that coming in, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, like, it's, it's crazy, man. It could have turned out bad. Where's security at? I mean, you got all these millionaires. I mean, where's the security at? I'm saying if that was a fan that went up on the stage, you oh, know, boy. and did something like that, that dude wouldn't see the light of day. Absolutely but yeah, not. you have you're an elite actor. You know, you're there to accept an award. You probably had good idea he's going to win actor of the year, and that was part of that speech right there. But it took away the air. You can hear when he was screaming in that first audio bit we played how the air in the room was just like boom it went I don't away. think they even expected when he was walking to him that that was even transpire sure you know but what got me the most was the cussing the swearing in front of all them women like that even though it's in the show business line the keep your keep my wife out your effing mouth you know what I mean yeah, it was yeah. just, you're trying to portray like you're doing all the right things a protector of your family and you're trying to do everything right the problem with, with uh, that is you can't have it both ways you can't right, preach right. what you're going to preach and then show the other side of yourself and you really ain't standing on nothing at that point it's a bunch of talk do you feel yeah. like it was like a last ditch effort to impress Jada or like earn her love and respect and well, you know I don't it, it, it could be and, and there's some I got one more audio drop that's going to go back to 2016 when Chris Rock hosted the when he hosted the Oscars and we'll play that in a second but one thing I want to I'm wondering about does this mean now that Will Smith has to move in with his auntie and uncle in Bel Air I mean now he's got to go back Fresh Prince of Bel Air it's all on the red carpet Yeah, their business is all over your wife is screwing your friend's son and dude, there's the other mm. part that no one's really talking about. They have a very crazy marriage, open relationships, and yeah. all this. And yeah. a lot know, of layers I mean, there, man. They they did not press charges, mm -hmm. right? There was no charges pressed against him. Chris, Chris Rock's ticket sales have gone through the roof. He opened up in Boston yesterday. He's doing like five days at some little amphitheater. Yeah. Tickets for the the cheapest ticket was going for five hundred dollars. Well, and kudos to Chris Rock though. I mean, even though he looked rattled up there, like, he didn't completely lose I feel his bad for him. I feel bad for him because, you know, it's embarrassing. Some are going to look at him like, you got bitch slapped by Will Smith. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's and just, that's just sad. He, he didn't deserve that. Go in the back. Hey, can I talk to you for a minute? What, I mean, yeah. hey, man, I, I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? Professional. To do that and thinking... Oh, hey, man, look at this. I can just come up on the stage, come up to you, and just crack you in the face like that and embarrass you in front of all your peers as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, 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 that's... The victim here is definitely going to be Chris Rock, right? There's no no doubt about it. Yeah. However, it goes down. Um, so I found that clip, and I apologize. We'll go to that other one here in a second. This is from 2016 when Chris Rock hosted the Oscars, and he was throwing some jabs at, uh, at the Smiths. Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. <laughs> I wasn't invited. Jada's mad her man, Will, was not nominated for concussion. I get it. I get it. Tell the truth. I get it. I get it. You get mad. She said, it's, it's not fair. 
that Will was this good and didn't get nominated. Yeah, you're right. It's also not fair that Will was paid 20 million for Wild Wild West, okay? So, I mean, that goes back, you know, six years ago, right? So he was, you know, and, and a comedian's going to do what a comedian's going to do. He's going to pick on anybody or he's going to look for the humor. Is there bad blood between them? That's what I was wondering. I don't know. I don't know if it ever got that bad. You know, but there's another clip that resurfaced a long time ago when Will Smith made fun of somebody for being bald. So people are digging deep, way deep in yes. this. And you can get all this it's stuff. It's not over yet, gentlemen. Yeah, there's more to come. But, um, you know, Crazy. this thing's been talked about 100 ways to Sunday. And then the last thing about the Oscars I'm going to mention here, guys, is um, we're all Godfather fans. We talk about, you know, the Godfather or mafia, mafia movies and stuff like that. But I just thought because um, right after all of that drama took place with Will Smith and Chris Rock, uh, they, the next segment was paying uh, tribute to the 50th anniversary of The Godfather, P. Diddy Combs uh, presented this whole thing to the audience. And, um, you know, they played the cinematic masterpieces of that, you know, The Godfather. And uh, I pulled that in, so I want you guys to tell me what you think of this, because when you think of The Godfather, you don't think of a rap track behind it. So it kind of took away from some of the nostalgic part of it. Let's take a listen to this here. Now listen, listen, listen to the music here in the background. Don't ever take sides against the family again. Tell Mike it was only business. I spent my life protecting my family. You will not give, I'll take. Just oh, like when I was out, they pulled me back in. Wait till I give my money back. What are you gonna do? They wanna get mixed up in the family business? My offer is this. Nothing. What y'all wanna do? I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. So what do you think? What do you think of that movie? Francis Ford Coppola? Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro! Francis Ford Coppola. And Al Pacino come out on stage to get the respect, right? This is one of the most iconic movies in film history. And I, I just thought, look, I liked some of the beats that were behind it. Sure. But did it undermine what the movie's classic oh, exactly. they, they images made, they all made about? They made about them Yeah, and because P. Diddy had, it was all his music in the background, yeah, too. No, so it's no, about no, the There's Jay-Z, Kanye, Young Jeezy. I think they yeah. just tried to dress it up, and they did a poor job of yeah. it. I think there's so many other ways they could have done that. Okay, yeah. so I, I'm not alone then, Philly, Hollywood. You guys are... It was out of place, but I mean, yeah. it's, I mean... Yeah. I wouldn't read too much into it. The Godfather is still the king of kings. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely, man. So um, that's all I had for the Oscars. I know it went a little long, but... Uh, but no, it's good stuff. Keep it's out pol- wrong, fellas. Polarizing stuff. How about this? Birth control for men. Huh? Did you guys hear this? No. Damn you. Damn you. Oh. Hollywood's like, mm, I can drop nines and not have any babies. <laughs> So how's that work there? So the first male birth control pill, which has shown significant results in lab trials, could begin human testing before the end of the year. Uh, the contraceptive, which is, was created by researchers at the University of Minnesota, has been 99% effective at preventing pregnancy in mice with no apparent side effects. Rather than using hormones, the pill targets interactions with vitamin A, which is a key component in fertility. Well, I ain't no damn mice. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm a damn ball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That's weird. I wonder how they would have to do it, like... 
pop it two days before they think they're going to blow their wall. <laughs> Maybe that night. I mean, listen, man, I'm going to be first in line to try it. That's all right, I'm saying. Right. You know what I mean? What's and, good about And how much it's going to cost. <laughs> oh, up the yin yang. <laughs> Oh, that's nuts. So, uh, also, WWE great Triple H has announced his in-ring retirement from uh, competition in an inter- interview with Stephen A. Smith, citing a, um, a heart condition. I think it was a bronchitis or something like that. And he said uh, there's a, he almost died. Mm, almost wow. died in the hospital, and now he's got a defibrillator in his heart, so he can't compete anymore. What a great career he had. God. You know, so many moments. The game. Yeah, from, you know, in-ring to the executive level. Just a great, great job. Great career. That's sad. But isn't it like, Philly, a lot of these wrestlers that you, we've been talking about wrestlers and the WWF and everything, aren't some of these dudes, like, falling like flies or getting, you know, there's, like, a lot going the on. Steroids, man, all the stuff. I was going to say, there's got to be some of that past history mm-hmm. that their lifestyle kind of led to where now these guys are all in their 50s now, getting they're yeah. getting older, so it, it's catching up to them. I think life on the road is tough, man. You're with your yeah. boys hanging out, you're in the bars, or you're doing drugs probably, you know, whatever it may be. You're it's steroids. steroids. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a bad cocktail. Yeah. Absolutely, it's a bad mixture. You know what I'm saying? Tell me you don't say. So and whatnot. This. And whatnot. With that being said, nearly 20% of people admit to eating while sitting on the toilet. Are you oh, guys, hell no. Are you guys guilty of this ever? I mean, are you eating like a um, like a Pop-Tart, or are you like eating like a full-out breakfast? Like, man, I, I, forgot, all. I forgot. That's all. <laughs> Have you ever done it? Sitting on a toilet eating? No, I just think that's nasty, man. I've I mean, never, I've never done that. I, I, have, I do admit. I think you were going to say, if I would have said, you, it's okay if you said you did it once or twice, but it would never be a habit. I wouldn't be in that elite 20 I'm going to say I something chewing in my mouth, like maybe that's different or something, but no, to sit there, yeah, absolutely maybe not. Maybe I had to go go to the bathroom, take a leak, and I got a piece of pizza in my hand. Does that count as 20%? Or is, uh, that, yeah, is it like uh, actual meals you're sitting down and you're like, oh, damn it, I forgot the hot sauce. Eating, Hold on. Eating. Hey, honey, grab me. No, absolutely. Paper. Hot sauce. Eating period. I oh, mean, no, if man. You're, if you're drunk and you got a piece of pizza or a drink, you go take a leak. I don't think that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about like having like something from dinner. Oh, I got to go take a poop. You run in there with a freaking plate in your lap. No, I, I, absolutely I, not. I think you're bullshitting because I went in your bathroom a couple weeks ago and you had forks and knives and shit up in there. I was wondering what was up and napkins and stuff. Are you you got a set up in there, bruh? Get this drop. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> Fake news. That's absolutely not I, true. You def- might find a coffee cup in there. No, that's definitely never going to be a guy like you but there's crazy people that do shit like that you know they just can't separate from their phone or they got to be somewhere all the time with something around I me mean, in it, a bathroom though. okay no what you, way, what you just said think about how many people use their phones while you're in there oh man you're touching how that dirty dirt. these damn things are right oh, these you gotta things. wash them i do yeah. i wash mine at least every other day yes yeah. both sides the buttons take the mm-hmm. case off wipe it down oh yeah you got to man you have to man there's more germs and shit on that phone than a lot I, of things. I do admit to having a cup of coffee, though, if I have to. I've done that. Dude, I'm yeah, taking a cup of coffee. My I'm buddy says I'm not going to lie to you. I watch porn. I'll get porn in the bathroom. Come on. I know you got some more stuff there, Philly. Come on. Bring you don't it. say. I know you got it. Well, what about the uh, St. Peter's? First 15 seed to ever make the Elite Eight. What a hell of a great run. job. Hell of a run. Hell of a run. They ended up getting outed by North Carolina, but mm-hmm. uh, their coach... Coach. Coach. Cinderella story. Shaheen Holloway coach. has been named the new men's head coach at Seton Hall. So wow. went from a small school to a bigger school. Wow. So props and, to him. And that could happen in the high school level, too. 
You never know. Start winning and you keep moving up and you're in the college and then you're you the never pro know. and you're over there, man, you're gonna hire Madden as a consistent coach, man. That's why I keep that boy Philly on line one. <laughs> <laughs> Got him on speed dial. Time to time we may catch up. But yes, not, sir. Man. Yes, sir. So yeah, man, so a lot of news here in Detroit, man. The NFL draft is coming to Detroit. Oh, yes. number one, bro. The draft. Yes. What else is Big coming, news, And we're going to be biting kneecaps on HBO Max. Yeah. Lions going to hard knocks. I can't uh, wait for this. Uncut, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about I'm that. actually going to get HBO. I don't, I don't subscribe to HBO at all. You don't have HBO Max? No, I. Well, my wife does for Sex in the City, but I don't. You know, she does it for that show, which she, she does. does you do. I'm pretty no. sure you do. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I confess. Uh, no, she's got HBO Max, but um, this Hard Knocks show, man, it's it's a treat. I love the behind the scenes, and you could ask for a better coach like Dan Campbell to come yes. in and you know, yeah, right. bust your kneecaps and the the behind the scenes stuff. It's fantastic. Well, we were texting about it. How cool is it that the Lions are finally getting some love here? Yeah, in the city of Detroit, I think it's just awesome. Maybe something's on the horizon, man. What, what we got the draft? I mean, Detroit got handed a whole bunch of stuff this, this past week. Two twenty-four. You got, you know, they get to showcase the city. Downtown's gonna be popping. I guess on HBO Max, what player are you most interested in seeing, or is it a coach? Like what guy? I, I'm, I'm pumped up. I want to see that one uh, secondaries coach. Um, was it Aubrey Pleasant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, get, yeah, I like the one that was ripping into Oakland's yeah, ass. Yeah. I want to see him, man. <laughs> yes, I want to see Campbell, and I want to see more of um, like guys like Swift and St. Brown, guys we don't know a lot about, but we know they're good young players. I'd like to learn more. I think Shark's going to be good too, man. Who? Shark. Oh, the wide receiver, DJ Shark. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know enough about these players that are entering into the draft, but I know that I love Hard Knocks, and the draft's going to be a great time because that's a big party. Did you guys happen to see the one they did in Nashville? Was it was it last year or the year before? It was two years ago. It was amazing, man. It was Holy the one right before shit. COVID. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. And yeah. I mean, downtown, they had big, you know, Journey came in. Like, they had a bunch of, you know, metal bands came in. It was like a big Lollapalooza. Just listen to the guy that's talking on it. He makes it. That's the key. Who's that, Alan Allman? No, whoever that guy is that does the hard knocks. <laughs> yeah, the the, the the cinematography and the and the, how they film it and everything like that, you know, where you get to see these dudes, you know, you get to see the things you don't see as a regular fan. Yeah, right. You yes. know, behind, behind the scenes and everything like that, you get to see everything that happens, um, like with all of the different players and you know their attitudes and how you got the young guys that are trying to make the game. Mm -hmm. You know they're they're str you know they're just doing everything they can to get to the big oh, leagues, yeah. man. Yeah. Pumped up, so gonna show the city and everything like that. Yeah. Deep down in the city. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. The party's gonna be wild. I can't yeah. wait to party down there. I want to show the Jim Grunt. <laughs> we'll show we'll show Hollywood at that slot. <laughs> yeah, um, we may have to get a sweep that night. <laughs> I'm down with that, man. So yeah, he's absolutely. so good. I thought you were gonna mention something about U of M uh, with uh, with the spring game coming up with Colin Kaepernick. Oh, there. absolutely. Yeah. So uh, Jim Harbaugh, he introduced uh, Colin Kaepernick as the spring game host for this Saturday, or the co the captain, right? And uh, it's a polarizing topic, obviously. And, and I believe there's going to be scouts there at halftime, so yes. they can watch them work out. Now, could that be good for Harbaugh, or could that be bad for Harbaugh? Well, you know, I, I was on Facebook, and I seen somebody say, well, just like that, I'm not a Michigan fan. It's like, come on, dude. I mean, these guys have a, a, a history together. 
believe what you want to believe. Listen, nobody agrees with the kneeling, whatever, and right, how you right, about right. this whole thing. Um, but, you know, the comeback is always a great story. I think it's it's too far gone. That's my opinion. I don't think I don't think he's going to make it an NFL team at this point. It's been, I believe, six years, and I just don't see it happening. But what great press for the University of Michigan, right? They're losing a lot of players to the pros, right? So what, what better way to put them back in the spotlight, you know, for yeah. those players that are about this whole grandstanding about, you know, taking the knees, and it's a, you know, controversial subject still. Sure. But it opens up a lot of maybe younger players to say, Man, I like how they brought that guy in. Someone finally did it on, on a big stage, right? right. And, and they bring bring him in there, and it's great press for the school. Yeah, I think it's kind of a brilliant freaking, you know, call it a political play, but you know, the guy's going to be the halftime show. He's literally going to be out there throwing the pigskin to receivers in front of scouts, a bunch of cameras. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it's going to be headline news on oh, sports no channels and everything else. Yeah, I'm sure. I, you know, you get kind of tired of hearing about it, but if that's his passion. I mean, who are we to tell him to stop? You right, know? right. How old is he? I think he's, he's 48. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's in early 30s. Yeah, I believe. he's a young dude still. But the career in the NFL is short anyways, right? It is. So, I mean, yeah. it, I think you hit the nail on the head, Philly. I think that window's closed. Yeah, it's just too long. I feel like it's yeah. too long to be able to not play competitively, you know, especially a game like football. Yeah. Right, right, right. You know, timing and routes and things like that. So, what you got over there, Hollywood? Well, I got the uh, the passing of the uh, drummer from Foo Fighter. Yeah, 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 50 years old, man. Wow, too young. Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, Taylor Hawkins. Uh, I guess um, more and more that they're finding out there was more than just 10 drugs that were in his body, up to almost like 17 different drugs. Jeez. Um, with the opioids, marijuana, and a bunch of other things. My buddy was telling me the other day in the thing, he was, it keeps going up because there's some that they thought was... Um, exactly the same with this one but mm-hmm. it, what it does it imitates it but it's not it's a different drug and uh, he said yeah something was going on there for him to I mean that's just overkill that's that's wild you yeah. know what I mean I mean to have that many in your body you know with uh, sad yeah, he but, had he was recovering though I mean, thought at that point like he had been recovering from like a drug addiction and everything like that from the past right mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken I believe so yeah it's kind of uh, drugs, man. It's ruined a lot of people. It's you know, unfortunately you're always one away from uh, you know snapping again. Michael Jackson, yeah. Whitney Houston, Prince. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, you go down the list of all. You think, and there's way deeper than that. But that a lot of people no in that joke. fast life, that yeah, basic heroin, fast lifestyle, know. man. Yeah, you got everything at your fingertips. You're like, oh, you know, I'll dabble, and the next thing you know, you're hooked on something. Yeah, and yeah. And yeah. It leads to this, and you're just not getting high enough, and you go a little further, and you know, and whatnot. <laughs> so I got the uh, Al Zambodka uh, for the Red Wings uh, Zamboni driver got fired after 51 years wow did they say why no it's nothing's confirmed yet wow there's got to be more of that story man because uh, yeah that was it Sabaka or Sabaka how you pronounce yeah. it yeah the, that dude man he was this guy who used to take the octopus take the and swing octopus, it above yeah, his head it's awesome, awesome. Yeah. Yep, yeah. the Zamboni and stuff and they just uh, they fired him after 51 years. He said, "I would I would have did another 51." Jeez, that sucks. So yeah, why is it just one of those? I'm sure that'll come out in with the new type. Could deal? be. Talk Could be. House and salary. Let's start somewhere. You know what I mean? That's unfortunate. Um. Yeah. Another breaking news here. There it is. I have this. Uh, uh, it's not a rule. Did you hear about the uh, 
kid uh, in Florida, Tyree Sampson, going on the free fall drop tower, went on there and supposedly they had a weight capacity. Mm. Um, he was 6'4", 6'5", 320 pounds. Wow, big kid. 14-year-old, played football. And they said that their limit was 287. And I guess whatever was on there didn't hold him, it broke. Why would you not, as a company, have a weight scale or whatever? Or just go by the looks? Well, you don't look like he's 320. Mm. I don't know, man. I, I mean, fall to his death. That's awful. God, Such a dude. young life, which is absolutely terrible. I mean, they have those things in place for a reason. That's terrible. I don't go on. This is a reason why I don't. I can't allow myself to go like that, that high, and then say something happened. You know what I mean? And you had to see him get locked in, right? Yeah. You go through, hey, everyone locked. If you've seen any, you know, well, he kind of looks too big for this. Hey, let's get this guy out of here. Just like, you know, size, like you say, go to the uh, the line. If you don't match up to that five, six, or whatever it is, you can't go on. Yeah. It's we ha- have restrictions. It's happened in Mikey at Cedar Point. Hey, son, you're too, too small. You don't meet the requirement. You can't ride. They're there for a reason for stuff like this, you know. So they will be sued, but what about the people around it that witnessed this kid? Guys, it's falling out of the sky. You know what I'm saying? It's awful. It's it's, it's just awful. It's very, very sad. I just I, I don't know. I think the older I get, I just I can't handle rides like I used to, man. I just can't do it. Can't uh can't hang with that stuff. Yeah, it just it's very sad. But uh oh I wanna say real quick on that uh with having the draft and everything in Detroit, um, especially like us from being from here, got to get it right. We yeah. have to get it right. We cannot have shenanigans down there. Um, you know, you have live TV, everything. Something like that, you got to embrace it. The show, you know, hey, this is what the beautiful city is about. Yeah, yeah, we definitely want good publicity. I mean, it'd be, absolutely, it'd be a bad look for it to be, you know, right. cars flipped upside down, fires. You know, yeah, because then you'll, you'll never get it again. No. You'll, you'll never get no, it. Again. I think Detroit does a good job, though. Don't it was the last big event we had. It was like a Final Four thing we had here. Was yeah. it something like that? We, we had did? a Super Bowl forty. Well, I Super think Bowl. things went great then. Yeah, no. I don't. Th- we've never had one of these, have no. we? No, not oh, the draft. That's uh, what jersey are you wearing? Mm. Gotta go bare. Yeah, I'd be wearing Goldberry. Well, might yeah. be wearing Billy Sims. Ooh, gonna really throw it back. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yes. That's what I got, guys, well, for my icebreaker. One other thing here. We talk about how Florida's kind of been kind of crazy, but um, you guys have heard about yeah. Miami Beach commissioners. This was last week. They uh, approved midnight spring, mat, uh, spring break curfew. Uh, this just passed... Um, Starting at midnight, all the Miami Beach Police Chief Richard Clements voiced concern over the um, incidents about the shootings that were taking place down in South Beach. And so, could you imagine going to spring break and you're you're in Miami and you're, you're being told you can't hang out, you got to clear the streets, all your bars had to close and everything like that? Oh, yeah, it's got to, that would suck. Yeah, I mean that would totally suck. You spend all this money, you're like, man, I'm gonna party down in South Beach, and it's like, no, nah, man, 12 midnight. It's old. Here, South Beach is really crazy. Like where I was, like it was more on the Tampa side last year for spring break, and is is more a conservative area. 
you know, so they really didn't care much about the mask mandate and stuff. Was, right, right. But it also wasn't that wild because they didn't have enough employees, so bars and clubs weren't open that late. Clubs? Did you say clubs? No, I wanted to club with stripper poles, disco you balls. Have your club? <laughs> we still did our fair share of clubbing, but... Uh, yeah, I get it. I get it for probably, you know, the high schoolers. And right, I think right. that's why you see more and more parents going on these trips, too, with the kids. Damn, these guys are at their wit's end. I mean, there was, um, like I said, there was, like, five different shootings. Um, two people were in two shootings, five people that got injured. And so that was, like, the uh, the end of it right there. They're like, okay, it's already getting out of control. Yeah, man. It ruined for everybody. So that's what they don't know how to act, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's silly. I mean, what's going on? You can't even go to spring break. I think back of the days when I was in spring break, and that was Daytona Beach, and that was many years ago. But right, it was right, it man. was a party. Don't get me wrong. It was a blast. And, I mean, you're meeting people from all over the place that are going down to Florida and having a great time. But, man, you've been to that part of Florida and then mm-hmm. areas. It's it's a blast. Mm-hmm. It is. But if you're, you know, that's when the party starts is around 11 o'clock. Oh, for sure. It just takes the wind out of your sail, brats. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. So what else you guys got? I think that's about it, man. We covered a lot there. Yes, sir. All right, well, let's get into it. The best just keeps on getting better at 24th Street Pizza. They've already been voted the best pizza in St. Clair County, and now they've even expanded their menu with some fantastic new choices. From new pizzas like the margarita and poho mac and cheese pizza to new subs like the Swedish meatball and deep south dill. Plus, 24th Street Pizza now offers poutine, chicken marsala, nacho supreme, and so much more. With over a 1,000 five-star reviews, it's no surprise that the best keeps on getting better. Find out why today at 24th Street Pizza in Port Huron. Pleased to bring you our feature presentation. show 47 today it's time for the fives of the week and we are doing special events and uh, i guess i'll start it off here um one of the ones i got on my list that's actually happening this weekend that's wrestlemania 38 ever WrestleMania. since ever since i was a little boy man just something that was always like the biggest spectacle of the year you know what i mean just something great to look forward to um for a long time there <clears throat> pre-covid we always have the get-togethers, you know, order a bunch of eat-like-shit and drink and, and, and watch, you know, the, the great show. Yeah, man. And uh, now it's gotten so big to where it's it's actually two nights, Saturday night and Sunday night. Yeah. Sweet. And uh, this year's going to be in the Jerry Dome. The Jerry Dome. And that, we're going to pack that son bitch out. What do they put in there? There's like 100,000. The capacity is like 100,000 people. I believe it's crazy, so. man. Yeah. It's it's nuts. Uh, what's it called? AT&T Stadium? I, yeah, I mean, corporate sponsor bought the name to it. They were calling it, you know, whatever. I think it's called Jerry Dome. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they called it, but yeah. Jerry Dome. Uh, Jerry's Dome. It says 80000 but for wrestling, you can get another oh, 20000 yeah, on the field. No mm-hmm. Plus standing room and all that. So did you guys, uh, did anybody go when it was here in Detroit, WrestleMania three? I tried to get tickets, couldn't get them. I mean, they were a hot ticket. Anytime a big event like that comes. That was Hogan where it's uh, the Giant, wasn't it? Or no, that was at the Silverdome. Yeah. 
that was the one with Andre the Giant and everything. Remember that one? Yeah, Hollywood? that was a big one. That was still yeah. like the most one of the most viewed ever. Well, there was one at Ford Field too, WrestleMania twenty three. Nope, didn't go. Nope. Um, didn't we go to that one, Mike? No, I didn't go to that one. Mm, I thought no. me and Ricardo. I thought I thought you. Were, oh, you know who it was? It was uh, me, Ricardo, and Jose. Okay. And I think somebody else went. Yeah, the uh, WrestleMania yeah. three was in nineteen eighty seven. That was at the Silver Dome. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one right there. That was the. the yeah, Andre that the other one, one. Yeah, we went. Yeah, yep. Jose went. That was over ninety three thousand people there. Right. Oh, that's yeah. what wow. I'm saying. Jerry, if this AT and T Stadium holds eighty, if they got floor seats in, in the ring, that's got to be close to ninety thousand right there. I would think. That's when Hogan picked up the giant. Let me tell you something. Damn, I broke his back. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody was there for that one. That was all oh, crazy. Okay. That was the most iconic time for mm-hmm. that WWF. Actually, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, WrestleMania 32, 101,000 people Come at on. AT&T Stadium. Also, wow. see, there you go, Philly. That's yeah. what I'm saying, bros. It's going to hold a lot more people. Yeah, they're going to try to break that this year, I'm sure. So you're, the one you're talking about is going to be a two-day two event then. This is going to be a big one. This yeah. is a two days the last, what, couple years now? Yeah, I want to say the last three, four years they've gone two nights Damn. now. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, when I got delayed in, in Florida last year, it was down there in Tampa. I was looking at tickets, but they were just through the roof. And That's I, crazy. It was wild, man. The bars were crazy. The bars. Did you yeah. say the bars? The bars. The bars. So, yeah, that's uh, one of mine. So, Grandmaster B will slide it over to you. Yes, sir. Um, so, one of the ones I put down here, Philly, in uh, Hollywood, annual 4th of July gathering with family up north. Um, it's always fun. We, we always overeat. We always. eat a lot. But the thing is, is every single year during our 4th of July weekend together as family, we, we come away with... A little bit of drama once in a while, you know, and then wrong with it. more more laughs than anything. So you get these crazy moments like we're sitting around a campfire at 1 o'clock in the morning and we're getting slap happy. We just start losing our minds and we start laughing over the stupidest shit. And it's kind of like we did a couple podcasts ago. We started laughing over all the stupid stuff, but... It, it just brings for a good time, you know? For sure. By the time you get home after that long weekend or whatever, you're up there, it's like, oh, I need a couple of days of recovery from this, man. Yeah. You know, because I normally don't eat like that up there because there's, like, food all the time, anytime, right? You know, yeah. if we grilled hamburgers and hot dogs at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and it's 3 in the morning, you're still up, you're going up to the stove and grabbing cold hamburgers and eating it, you know? Oh, and, for sure. You know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, <laughs> Fig Newton. <laughs> Whatever we got to do, man. So that's like that's like one of my favorite freaking events, man. Oh, Every man, year that's I look forward good. to that. Great times, great times. That is definitely good. Oh, what about the time we hit Mustafa? Was it? Uh, we Moose. were. What did you smack him up with some bologna? Or you know, I forget what it was. There, there was like and shit. <laughs> we just we went hard after him one time, man. It was crazy. Oh, yeah, I think it was like five in the morning. We're going on his fishing trip. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, be oh, be getting some fishing. Mine got pickled. Boy, mine got pickled. Like, hey, man, smack him with this. <laughs> so we videotaped. I just haul off and smack him in the face with a piece of bologna. Dude. It's still one of the funniest things. I mean, it's so immature and stupid, but we laugh so freaking hard, man. 
that we were just doing stuff. There was something. He was sitting on a couch, and he was just looking at the television. You had something in your hand. I don't know what it was, like a rubber toy or something. Rubber ball. Awesome. Rubber. That thing at him. And we did it. We got, I've got it on video and everything. It was just, I mean, this this is where grown men turn back into 10-year-old kids, oh, yeah. basically. Just kind of, nothing just, wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's those types of memories, man. So I love good. it. I still love it. Cool. Very nice. You got to be, you got the inner kid, right? Got to have it. Never lose it. No, I can't. Damn it. Damn you. So, Hollywood, you're up, right? Oh, I got a very good one here. Um, this is one I'll never forget. Uh, B knows him. Um, Dan Terry was big. Bash at his house. I was, uh, I believe, 11th grader. 11th or 10th. And that party was so huge. And huge. some of the coaches were there. They weren't supposed to be. No way. They were there in the basement, and it was just iconic, man, because the party was inside, down in the basement, in the backyard, and he had one of the backyards, like, over there on Bigelow, mm -hmm. long, but he didn't have a fence. His went all the way to Quinker from where he was, and that, that I just, I thought it was one of the best high school parties I've ever been to. I heard like half the school showed up for that. Oh, it was it was, it was, like it was crazy. Those, you think back in the days when you were back in the you know we we go back to the time in high school and everybody had some big masterful big party that you remember the rest of your life. Man, do you remember? And that was one of those parties. I wasn't there because you guys. Bunchel was there. Uh, Trollball was there. Bleasdale was there. Bleasdale showed he up. He didn't stay long. He was there, he had a beer, he had his hat tilt, you know, you always tip yeah, it up yeah, like yeah. that. Yellow jacket on. Oh my and, god, I didn't uh, know this. Berlin. Who's the, the head of the police right now in yeah. Roseville, ironically enough. He was and, probably uh, one of the biggest and, partiers. And, and, <laughs> and uh, Latour. Jack. Yeah. And it was you're not supposed to be at any high school parties at all. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was so great. Like mm -hmm. these guys are gonna be my coaches and you know what I'm saying? And they're here, and, and Danny was, was such a good guy playing the football team. And uh, I can't, Hollywood, I can't believe the coaches showed up there. Yeah, they, they, they were down in the basement. They weren't there to kind of tell you guys to knock it no, off. Oh, they were drinking. <laughs> big dummy. Budjo had uh, the polo, his nice pink polo shirt. Yeah, well, Budjo, Budjo was, yeah. A pretty, he was a pretty boy. He always liked to dress really nice and everything yep. like that. He always had the pop collars and stuff, mm -hmm. always had the nice creases in his pants. But they were so tight, you looked down and you respect them as like your parents. Word up. Yeah. But yeah. they were kind of like, you know, these are some good kids. These are, you know what I mean? Yeah. And but how, how they went there, I mean, close to the school. I mean, he was one block away around the corner from normal. Are those days gone, though? You, you think oh, about absolutely. this, man. Like, absolutely. There's no way, like, you can imagine that happening in today's modern era. Let's talk about, like, like say, Mikey's age. Like, would a whole, like, a big party happens at some friend's house, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden the teachers showed up. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's like headline news oh, yeah. tomorrow on the local news channel. Yeah. Teacher, you know, is with a bunch of kids at the party and, you know, make yeah. it out with someone. It's like right. all this crazy shit would happen, but it, it wasn't like that back in our days. It no. seemed like no. it was more chill. Yeah, and it's, it, it seems like maybe they just came, had some drink with their buddies. Yeah, they, were, they, they weren't like dancing or not. You know, everyone's hey, Mr. Hey, drop on Mr. Please, blah, blah, blah. But it was, it was almighty respect. Yeah, I wish you know. he could have had that that time in our in our in oh. our stages because that's kind of like it, it started to close the gap was closing slowly but surely things were changing and getting more modernized where everybody was kind of like oh we can't I didn't have that, that with Del Ripple no I didn't I didn't have that 
he had people hanging at his house, you know, like uh, in order to play, you were raking his leaves and you were cutting grass on. That, 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 was, that wasn't right. Yeah, there's only one of my coaches I would like to have some beers with, and that's Coach Frost. Yeah. He just he was a cool dude. He, he kind of looked like Goldberg. Yeah. You know? He's a big dude, bald, goatee, mm-hmm. super I, intense. I, I respect them guys, and they taught me, and just being in that era, and, you know, Ludwig's and McKenna's and them guys were all, you know, they were under coaches, JVs and all that, but them, them were the big hogs, man. Them were the... You know, you didn't get stupid around them. It put you right in your place. Put some respect on my name. So it was yeah. just, you know, it was an honor. That's and I'll never cool. forget that. That's a good one, man. Yeah. Yep. I love it. What you got there, Phil? Uh, mine's similar but different, but it's, uh, you know, the Friday night games under the lights every mm-hmm. Friday in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, short-lived, man, only a couple of years, but uh, those memories I'll keep for a lifetime. Not only, like, the build-up, you know, just going through warm-ups and the, the locker room environment and then playing in the game and then the parties afterwards meeting up with your girlfriend or running the streets with your boys and hitting the parties everywhere, Roseville, you know, St. Clair Shores and all the surroundings. <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were the original worldwide. You were the worldwide and another one. <laughs> you, were the, you were the 586. <laughs> How you know? I like that one, man. Oh, yeah. the football games, man. It's just, oh, yeah, it brings well, people together. It's still, like, even as a coach, as I go and, and see uh, some of the kids I've coached in the youth league play, and you just you still get those goosebumps, man. You get those chills just because you remember what it's like. Mm-hmm. And um, I missed a lot of my senior season, so, like, mine was super short-lived. But uh, it's still, it all goes, it ties in. If know? they could only understand, you hope that they understand. Like, I always tell my kids when I coach them, Accept and take the rush that you get from this game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't last long. No, it's amazing. Enjoy every practice. I, I know you, our practices were fun. They were fun. You, you, you wanted to be there. You didn't want to miss a day because of what you might have missed. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to bring that back. You can't. You do think we like the scenic route, but we did it. You know what I'm saying? We, it was, you know, in, in like Master B, his group. We're just phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's just how it goes. You know? Yeah. So I think there's, I mean, everybody can go back to that that time and day. I mean, when you're young, you're kind of free and willing to do whatever. Um, Bella agrees with us. I mean, she's pumped up even here in this <laughs> yeah. conversation. Oh, yeah. uh, I, think that, I think that's Ace. He's a little pickled out there. Oh, Ace. Ace. A little shiny semi-gloss. So, <laughs> in, in line with my boy over here, Philly, um, the start of the NFL season with training camp and getting ready for the regular season, planning your fantasy football strategies, uh, the hope and expectations for the new season. I always get excited around August. Yeah, the kickoff time. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's the awesome. Wide, I, hate the, I hate the end of summer, but when you hit August, it's like, you know, the leaves are turning colors, you're mm-hmm. getting cooler nights. But, man, football's right around the corner, man. Yes. And you're already talking fantasy football, and you're talking shit with your buddies, and you're getting ready to looking at the schedule, and you've got high hopes and expectations of mm-hmm. your team to win, and you got the college season starting. I love that is, like, one of the few things that I just dig about. I look forward to it every year. I'm still, like, a little kid at heart, and I'm always about that. So, yes, man, that started the NFL season. You know, you and I'm be a, there in January. college too. You know, right. in high school, there's there's the football season in general. Yeah, it's big part of who I am. It's, it's got a, a, it's got a smell to it. Yeah, that football, that uh, I don't know what they call it. Um, just Let's that get it, atmosphere just yeah. takes you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, 
I mean, the, the bonfire, the fall season, that yes, fall, yes. Wind, you smell the leaves yeah. and the grass changing and everything. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's a great time of year. As I a coach, it. those 14-hour days. Yeah, those are long-ass <laughs> days. I know. Those, those, it's good and bad for people that are involved deeper into it like you are. But they go by fast. It's a grind, and it does go quick. Like, it's gone before you know it, but it's all worth it. Like, when you get to, like, for me right now, it's on Thursday. But when I get to Thursday, you know, you're doing the national anthem, you're like, man, this Dude, is awesome. What was the highest moment? So you've been doing this a while now, Philly. So what, what is your highest moment as a coach, I mean, of all the things you've been doing it for a long time now. So, where do you think back to? Was it the win, uh, win uh, the undefeated season? Where Where did you find like one moment that just stands out in your coaching career? I mean, it's nice to win. Um, I think some of the most gratifying moments are like when you got a kid where, I mean, I don't know if this kid's gonna make it, you know, but that kid gets better and better and better. Mm-hmm. That means that you know we did something right and we gave him enough to where at first in week one he didn't think. He could do this to where he becomes a player, a hell of a player at the end. Yeah. That year, this is the undefeated season, too. The win was great, but, like, I was so stressed out that year with all the other stuff that went on with it. Like, I was just almost relieved that it was over. Like, you guys were there. Like, when I raised that trophy up. Oh, yeah, I yeah. just, it was kind of half-ass. Because I'm not, you know, I'm not a boastful guy. No, I don't you're not the guy that wants that I held it up with one hand, and I passed it to my team because they, they, they deserved it. So yeah, if, I'm, you know. if I'm hearing you right, it wasn't so much about an undefeated season and winning the championship. It was about the development of a, of a person that you yeah. watch go from not believing in themselves to actually doing the accomplishments that you knew all along, yeah. the confidence building. Yeah, that and then, you know, uh, like my son didn't want to play that season. Got him into playing and he played a small role, you know, and uh, he did really well. And uh, just the little relationships you build with uh, – the kids and the parents and, and that group and it's people and friends I'll have for a lifetime. I dig that, man. I think yeah, that, for yeah. sure. that's really special. Anybody that can put themselves to the side and say it's more about them than me, that's a great coach. Thank you. Very good. Yeah, so who's up? Hollywood. Do it bad. Oh, man. I got... Uh, mm, I always enjoyed every year going to the Golden Gloves. Nice. And I still... And I've been retired since I was 30, 20 years later. I still get, you know, you get the invites to go there. And it's that time, my buddy Jay Garcia, out of Saginaw Boxing, sent the thing. It's coming. April 7th, it's coming. The Golden Gloves all over again. And I can think in my mind going, how hard these guys train, these girls, to get ready just for the beginning of the big tournament. We've we got to get past this part. Do we have a Hall of Famer sitting here? Yes, we do. We do have a Hall of Famer sitting here. To Hollywood. get past this part, to get on to the next one, the big show, yeah. the granddaddy of them all, and that's the Golden Gloves. Yeah. Like B, I think you would uh, like it. I, I went it. to watch Mateo twice, and it's it's a it's a cool event. I think you would really dig Honest it. Honest to God, I was hoping when Mateo was starting to get back into it about nine months ago or so. That duplex city was that sweet or not? I, I was yeah. ready to go to that because I really wanted to root him on, and I hope that somewhere it turns for him and he goes back into it. But man, I I, I loved boxing, man. As a I used to remember watching boxing all the time, man. The, the heavyweight, man. It's it's, 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 a, it's a and not only just fighting, just coaching, just just being able to turn it from a fighter into a coach so gratifying but yeah that's one of my you know all-time events is uh, that being at that gg tournament 
going wilds on. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a great time. Yeah, it's awesome. It was really cool to be a part of. Yep, good one. All right, so back to me. Um, this one, man, you brought up a party in high school, so you got to picture this: a nice home on Jefferson Ave, um, middle of the summer. You know, fresh out of high school. The house is empty for two weeks. Oh, we, and we have the run of the gambit. Bueller. So you can only imagine what the things that took place. Damn, so Paul Tate, Tim Bueller. Bueller. All I know there was a night I was on a rooftop. Uh oh. On the rooftop. You said there was a night I was getting filmed. Was this the same night you were on a on a fifty yard line? Oh, come on, man. Yeah, come on. You have to know this. Let's get it. Those are photography. But dude, man, just absolutely just went nuts, and uh, I'll never forget it, man. And uh, I think my buddies they, they caught hell because they, there's no way they could they could hide that. You know, two weeks of just raging. You know what I mean? In the middle of the summer, and oh yeah, it was just completely wild. Like, I have to spend some of the details, but uh, <laughs> did, you, did you not say you didn't go streaking? <laughs> I would have done everything but. <laughs> So yeah, it was just one of those, uh, just a two-week freaking just party, man. And it was just amazing. Had a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. you say lambda lambda. <laughs> Thank you for that. Someone say we're wall to wall. <laughs> but that's good. That 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 follows you. That's a part of you of youth. Yeah. And experiencing and something you can always hold in your heart and say, look, hey, I did it. I lived it. But here, here's the thing. I, I mean, I got karma because I went through a party like that. And uh, it was really bad for the family. Oh, and it was horrible. Yeah. I didn't get my ass whipped, but I lost my call. <laughs> Pretty much. They and almost uh, got evicted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, things were stolen. You know, it was fucked up. Yeah. That's, you know, that's and, yeah, you I, live and learn, right? You're young, yeah. and you learn, but it, it's it's a great memory you'll have for yeah. for the rest of your life. It was, one of those, it, was just, it was one of those where the, the music, like you go and turn it down, you walk away, you talk turn to somebody, someone's blasting uh, again. Someone else would be behind you, turning the shit up as usual, man. It, it ended with me in a cop call. Not ready for that. So. Yeah, so great time, but uh, I'll leave it up to Grandmaster B. Nice. All right, so uh, the next one I had on my list here, fellas, holidays, especially Thanksgiving uh, with all the family and a Christmas Eve. Um, you know, my family has this, um, you know, having dinner to celebrate a tradition uh, my in-laws had created a, several years ago, so we uh, find a nice place to go that's open on Christmas Eve, and we have like a family dinner at a nice restaurant on Christmas Eve, wherever you can find a place open. So nice. I look forward to that every year. I get to see the, you know, the brother-in-laws that I see maybe once a year and, you know, and muck it up with them, you know, and do all that crazy shit. Um, so my wife and I kind of built this little tradition now that my daughters have grown up and, you know, they, we did this when they were little too, but now that they're moved out and everything, um, my wife's famous for homemade biscuits and gravy. Mm -hmm. Love biscuits and gravy. Man, that's that's Christmas morning breakfast, right? So everybody crashes at the house. We get up, and, you know, it's not what the gifts you're getting. It's about the family time together and mm -hmm. reminisce of, yep. you know, days of old and all that kind of stuff. And so I think it's nice to create tradition in your family. You know, I think for it's sure. nice to establish something like that so you can look forward to it every year. 
when we were starting road trips and stuff like that and going to different cities and watching games, I, I really would think we'd like to get back to that again. Well, I think now that, you know, the coronavirus is kind of on the oh, way down, sure. I think, you know, with things turning, I think now's the time. I think this year we can get back on that because that was a blast. I mean, Chicago, Cleveland, I mean, there's so much more we can do. Yeah, we, we did Buffalo, Cincinnati. We, I mean, there's more. We always did the regional stuff. The Windy City. The Windy City. Chicago fans are dicks, by the way. I mean, yeah, they, they still know, hate them for throwing peanuts. Just something about that team. But anyways, um, I like the holiday, the family tradition stuff. I mean, you can see that's like the 4th of July, the you know, Thanksgiving, the Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're a family guy. I'm a family guy. I love seeing my family. Whether some I get along with and some I really, you know, right. but it's still something that you have to do. That's special. Love so it. that was my, my third one. Good. Hollywood. Tell me. Tell me. Um... My brother Anthony's wedding, being at that one was, was sweet. Um, that was a good time. Yeah, that was, yeah. What's good about um, it? <laughs> just the food and towards the end of the night, tacos we had. Remember the tacos? Oh, the taco the, bar. The, yeah, the taco bar. Chupapi Munyano. Uh, the maracha band. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, you had a maracha band? Oh, yeah. Um, Holy shit. And you know, I, I took a picture with my brother and sister. Yes, yeah. yeah. All the time, and man, yeah. my eyes were so damn cross-eyed. You make an X out of them. Dude. <laughs> I mean, it was horrible. It was a great time. Great time. Yeah, it was a good time. I mean, being down, you know, one not having my brother there, but it was a special moment for him. Uh, that was sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, very good. Tell us about yeah. that band, Bryce. <laughs> That's sweet right there. Then I got my El Chow, but <laughs> I think I might have salsa that night, man. <laughs> Love it, man. Yeah, that was a great time. Very nice, beautiful wedding. Um, so I'm up, right? Yes, sir. All right, so another one. Another um, one. Annual family summer trip up north, which is usually the week in August. I love the July one, too. Um, you can kind of mash them all together, but it, it's something I I look forward to every single year. Had uh, great times, so many so many family memories. I've had so many friends up there. Um, it's just a beautiful getaway, a break from the city, come back, recharge, and refresh every single time. Yeah, or exhausted, uh, <laughs> depending on how hard you party. Yeah, you yeah. almost need a vacation from the vacation. Right, but, dude, uh, for show. It's a blast, and I mean. He's been up there at Hollywood. You've got to get you up there. Andy tells you to come we up have, every year. Yeah, if if bless Andy because he puts up with a lot of shit now. Oh, man, a lot yeah. of outsiders coming up there, and I know he's trying to streamline that over the years, but yeah. this guy's like family. So to get him up there, that would be worth the trip, in my opinion. Oh, Hollywood, you love it, man. I mean, I could see him sitting there with his freaking Adidas sandals on, man, sitting there, and I'm <laughs> man, pretty nice, man. I like this shit. That crow, but that water's so fucking clear, man. <laughs> Let's do it. That's what I was saying, man. So yeah, that family trips, man, definitely top five for me. Yes, sir. Um, so who's up? I'm up right now, Phil. Grandmaster B. Um, one of the things I look forward to annually is a, um, a, it's a winter trip. Um, I hate winter. I don't think that's no secret. Um, I'm not a big fan of winter. So I usually in like February, my wife and I will plan like a one week getaway just just for us because yeah. we don't you know spend that kind of time together all the time to get away somewhere fun. So if I can afford it and I plan for a year out, I put away 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 
take 50 back out, go to the casino and go, shit, I got to put 100 in next week. Right. But uh, anyways, I like to plan like one annual nice vacation a year outside of Michigan if I can. And that's always been like my thing to do. So I love it. Yeah. So I try to plan that yearly. That's the one thing I wish I did this year. My my buddy and his family is getting ready to go. And I'm like, damn it, man. I really wish I did it. But then again, you this probably wouldn't have got done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, right. yeah, it's going to take. You this going on. You had the basement yeah. remod going on. Plus, you you know, you're kind of, it's it costs money to do stuff like that. So that's why I try to get really disciplined. Like, I'll put it on it like um, I'm a big billboard kind of guy. Put yeah. like you know goals out there and i'm like okay so now i gotta start saving for this you know i know what it's going to approximately cost so i put yeah. it put the money aside as good as i can if something comes up i can't do it you can't do it let me ask you this i know this might be a little old school oh you yeah got sure what's good about it <laughs> <laughs> do you guys still write your bills out for the month I have a spreadsheet. My wife taught me how to do one. I was doing it on a, on, a, on a pad of paper, like, you know, what Hollywood has right here. And yeah. I was just writing everything down. She's like, you can just do it on a spreadsheet. And I'm, I'm just not good with the computer shit like that. I can't do that. She's like, it's easy. Move out of the way. Boom, boom, boom. She shows me how to do it. And it's all, like, you know, populated yeah. and everything. So, yeah, yeah. I guess I, that's kind of budget. I got right? it on my calendar, man, every month. I know what, my what doll, day. My dog, Like a computer. I'm your fucking unicorn, oh. Hollywood. Fucking unicorn, bud. <laughs> well, you got so much cash, you ain't worried about it, bud. <laughs> I didn't get that IRS today, bud. Get that man six Gs, bud. Come on, man. Big money. Oh. Oh. Big money. You like a hundred? Dime, yeah. You want to put it in your dime, dude. First of all, I didn't want to put it in your dime. I was talking about his funds. <laughs> You're up, Hollywood. Um, our NFL draft that we have, our uh, yearly, I look forward to that. The fantasy one? The fantasy. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, I, I always swore that I would never get into one again after I dominated the first year I was in with my brother. And oh, here he goes. Already talking shit. It's I did not get paid on it, and I was pissed. That I won that amount of money and got screwed. Yeah, that's horrible. And I said that I would vow that I would never play again. And uh, I changed. And uh, I look forward to that every year. Yeah, Philly ropes you back in. Yeah, I mean, I like it. it. Just being around the people. Yeah. You know, having it here. Um, yeah, I look forward to that. I love it. Grandmaster B quit on me, dog. Missing out. First pick of the fantasy draft, Hollywood takes Jordan Davis. What? <laughs> Jordan Davis from Georgia. I'm all about it. I love my fantasy draft. Yeah, man. That's so you, a great time. You got screwed out of money, you're saying? You were in one of those? Like, a lot you, of money, yeah. Dude, I, we can go on for hours about how close I, know, I yeah. came to Brady win. Brady was my quarterback. I screwed up. Roger player my backup. Oh, there's so many stories about fantasy football. Oh, shit. You ever lost two Super Bowls by less than a half point? Ooh, that's painful. You did? Yeah. Is it, what was this? Um, I don't know, know about that. One was in my the old league I was in, one was in my work league. Mm. I've won a Four Super Bowl and didn't get paid. Damn you. Well, who's the commissioner? Is it Mike Greer? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I mean, I was pissed. Joke. I was a sea rebel. You guys are. Damn you, sea rebel. Damn you. Damn you, sea rebel. I was a rage on that show. 
<laughs> C-Rail better be listening to time. Oh, he does. He doesn't have he doesn't have Spotify downloaded on his phone, nor does he have the Apple uh, podcast play. I go, so how how the fuck do What's you listen? What's he listening to? on Overcast? He goes, he goes <laughs> you know what? I, I, I got a smart TV and I, I put it on my, uh, I got it on my TV and I listen on my TV. And so you're staring at a still screen and you're listening to the podcast. Go put it on your phone and fucking listen to it in your Bluetooth in your truck. Oh, I, I don't want to do that shit. Hey, we always tease Chaz, but man, the dude knows his sports, though. Yeah, good guy. Great feedback on him, too, by the way, because I had a couple buddies of mine call back. So, you know, shout out to C yeah. Rebel here. He does know his sports. Absolutely. They like your C Rebel W. He's kind of like a walking encyclopedia of freaking yeah. sports. And you can't, you know, you think the guy's bullshit, and you go look it up like, who the fuck are new dudes talking about? Yeah, yeah good guy. Yeah, sure. yeah, he yeah. corrected me on a couple things. Yeah. We're going to have to have a trivia night, me versus C Rebel. Trivia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he you're, you're very he could good be, at it, too. He could beat me, but I, I'd like to uh, have a composition with C-Rebel. Can you stump the staff? So stump the staff, yeah. I'm calling you out. Calling you out, brother. Damn you. <laughs> All right. So my last one, uh, this was a great time. Uh, I think it was me, Nick James, and uh, somebody else was there. But it was uh, Jay-Z and Eminem concert at Comerica Park. Talk about a freaking great concert. I know you guys aren't huge rap fans, but wasn't the other that day, the power outage? Which year? one was that? Was that the year the power went out or something like that, or was that a different concert? Because I know mm. there was like Jay Z and maybe it's a different no, concert. No, that was that the wasn't one. the grid when the grid went out. Okay, no, we, yeah, we were off, we were upper deck, but man, I mean, As the stadium were, was rocking. Oh yeah, I was I mean, did you was, feel it moving? It was shaking. Yeah, Fifty Cent came out. Oh. Dude, it was it was just a blast. Felt like that top was gonna drop, man. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm always ready for that top to pop, man. <laughs> so, okay, so of all those guys, who was the best? Um, you know, actually, uh, I think Jay Z sounded the best. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he sounded the best out of everybody. I like when he came in them them black ass SUVs, and then he popped up out of the stage. Yeah, like, yeah, dude, how do you get there that quick? Yeah, it was awesome. It was, what a great spectacle. It was, great, it was a great, event. great. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was loaded. You know, Kid Rock would be a close second, but this I mean, this place was so jam packed. I mean, I mean, you, you got a contact buzz, of course. Oh, without a doubt. But I mean, it was it was a freaking blast, man. Yeah. I'll never forget it. And it's not that I'm not a fan because I am. I mean, I think it's the generation type music that you that you're into, yeah. and those are all headliners. Who got the number one? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You remember the number one? Kanye. No. Shout out to Just James. That's fucked up. I don't. You don't know? I think it was it wasn't uh, Class Gym Heroes or something. Gym um, Class Heroes. Yes. yes. They That's were right. amazing, dude. That's right. I totally forgot about that. Yes, they were amazing. They opened it up. That's bad tune right there. Yeah. Word up. That, that place went nuts when Fiddy came out and started oh. doing it in the club. Yeah. I'm on that. You like that club? Something about that club. Something about that club, man. You might want to, you might want to forget about that man. About hanging that club, bro. Was he hanging upside down, though? No. Fiddy wasn't hanging upside down at all. And Fiddy was slim back then, too. Yeah, yeah, he was built. <laughs> but you talk about, Phil, you talk about, like, Eminem. Like, when he was, was he at the top of his game then or no? It's hard to say. I don't think it was like at the peak peak. No. Like the Up and Smoke tour was like when they were in their peak, but that was years before. So this was like, you know, high level status, though. You got two rap moguls and Jay-Z and Eminem mm-hmm. headlining. I think they only did like a small sector. I think it was just New York and Detroit, actually. The yeah. home and home. 
They did it just for the fans of their hometown, so I thought that was really dope. Very nice. All right, so we're on, we're on number five. So my last one here, fellas, was um, music concerts. I love I love music so much. Um, I get excited, especially to go see live concerts. Um, I'll tell you a quick story what happened to me last week at a concert here in a second. But mostly summer concerts, uh, they get me pumped up. Warm weather, cold beer, great people watching. Adds to all that fun, right? So, um... So yeah, I went to a concert, uh, since I'm the old dude here, um, one of my all-time favorite bands, going back to an earlier podcast, is the Eagles. You know, they're, they're a great band, I've been around for a long time. So not knowing this, I went to this concert at LCA last Thursday night, and um, you know, a lot of concert venues, they'll say no photography, no videoing or anything, but that was not on our ticket, it wasn't on a disclaimer anywhere. So I'm sitting in my seat, and I'm, you know, I'm taking a picture, and the usher comes down. I'm like four steps away from the top of the top of the aisle there, and I'm like this, and she takes my arm and smacks it. She goes, "No pictures." I'm like, "Oh, I, well, nobody told me no pictures." She goes, "No pictures." She goes, "You do it again, I'm gonna have you thrown out of here." And I'm looking at my wife. The guy next to me is looking at me like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, you mm-hmm. know, you can literally. The lady was yelling at me. The band started playing, so I'm like, "Screw this, chick, man! I'm gonna do it again." You know, so she walks up. She's standing at the top, not knowing how she still had her eyes on me. Yeah, yeah. Did it again. She comes down. She goes, you with me right now. Come on. But literally made me get out of my seat. This is right when the concert started. And I'm like, what? She goes, right now. She goes, I need you to talk to security. You're not listening. And, and I swear to God, Hollywood and Philly, everybody that I was looking at had phones out. Like, I was above main floor, so I wasn't in those real good seats. But yeah. you could see the phones all lit up. People were videotape and taking pictures i'm like so you're gonna fucking take take me upstairs and talk to your manager your boss you're gonna get all these people to stop taking pictures and videotaping i says no i said i'm staying right here so she goes and gets her boss he comes gets me you know wants to talk to me for a minute made a big spectacle out of this i mean wow so the whole concert dudes i'm sitting there trying to enjoy this music right i Mm -hmm. paid good money for these seats and my wife's all all she's just pissed off she's like i can't believe she goes just stop it she goes you don't need a stupid picture enjoy the concert like i know but it was the principle like she singled me out man yeah man just pissed me right off and there were so many people taking what was the reasoning though well, this particular band, they, they're they just very, very strict on what they do. They don't want no copyright stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting a, a, a couple nice clips of a video, and I put it on my I have a YouTube channel I think I told you about, so I put all my concert stuff on there. Okay. Within 48 hours, I got an email from YouTube, and they took it down. Really? Copyright infringement. <laughs> wow. So they have literally big bands like that. Like, you know, the Eagles are like one of the, you know, biggest selling bands ever and so they actually have people that can go and check and see who's posting their videos and stuff like that i got an email from youtube and they took it down they said you got two more chances to not do this if it happens again they're going to close my account well there's um we did the uh, i did the tiktok video of the one the cheech and chong you did of me in hollywood that was great and they on tiktok they muted it out because of copyright infringement Oh, really? And that was getting hits. Like, people were loving it, but now there's no sound to it, so... Oh, I I have it saved. I'll resend it to you. It's funny as hell, but it was getting a lot of uh, popularity. So, that really... It really bummed me out. And this lady was like... And I looked behind me after the third... I wasn't going to do any more. I was going to get thrown out of a concert. I paid good money for it. So, I looked behind me, and I look up. She's standing there, just like this, with her arms folded, staring at me like this. In the meantime... 
there's 20, 30 people within arm's length of me that I could just touch their phones, but, like, because I got a little irate about it, I'm like... You know what they call them? The fucking Karens. The Crown Vic update. We got you. This woman had a little bit of power. She singled me out. I was like, I don't know what I did wrong. You know, it's like, I mean, you know, being the better guy, after the concert, she was standing there, and I said, I'm sorry, I, you know, I messed your night up, but you messed mine up more than, you know, and she goes, well, you just got to understand his rules. I'm like... Like all these fucking people are literally in, in some She's like, but you look like my ex old man. I'm like, I was just pissed <laughs> off about that. So yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. So summer concerts, I love music, but I can't go to a concert and enjoy myself and be myself. What the hell's a picture gonna do? You know? I mean, yeah. just, some of these bands are just have restrictions. I'm like, screw this shit. Yeah. So, that's a bummer, though. Well, it was a bummer, dude. All right, Hollywood, we're gonna round it out with you, Mike. Yeah. Tell you. Um. Tell you. Tell you. I really like uh, the WrestleMania get-togethers. Yeah, as I, I really look forward to that enjoyment of, uh, especially what's his name, um, Andrew. Oh yeah, uh, he's a real big fan. We always usually have our different opinions on on who's going to win in this and that scenarios. It's pretty good. Right. Um, hopefully, with that being said, <laughs> maybe we'll see him this weekend. He said Saturday's coming. Oh God, love the guy. Um, yeah, I mean, that is one of my all-times I look forward to. You know, uh, I don't think the event, I mean, this is supposed to be a big event between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Um, I've seen bigger. Uh, seen a rock, Stone Cold. The Rock. Uh, the Rock. Uh, some of the undercard, I think, is a little bit better. <clears throat> um, but... I don't know, you know, they're getting older. Who's to come, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully there's some surprises. What do you think? Well, let's call it. Who do you got right now? You got Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns? I'm going to say Roman. I am I was thinking that Brock's supposed to... The character they're turning it into, Junior. it's like, I don't know, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Roman seems to have this power. You know, you got a stranglehold on the company right now. That's doing a great job. Exactly, exactly. So, um, is there any default? What are the rules? No, it's just it's straight up greatest match or biggest match of all time. They're calling it. So I got I got Roman. Anything's open. Anything's. I don't think it's no holds barred though. So no count outs. uh, It's a regular match. You know they're gonna let them slide a little bit, obviously, but. You know, he can't go out of the ring, take off, and win the belt. You know, he can't win the belt. Yeah, it's yeah, got to yeah. be a clear winner. Yeah, one, two, three. Oh, okay. God. Yeah. yeah. But uh, who do you think the, the mystery opponent's going to be for Seth Rollins? Tommy. I'm going to I'm gonna say... Cody. Cody. I'm going to say that goddamn Moxley. What's Moxley his name? Moxley Tommy. Moxley Tommy. That would be sweet, too, though. That... Le champion. <laughs> Does Jericho come back? Le champion. Any of those guys would be badass. Could you imagine that? If he come back with that song? What if it's... <laughs> I can see that. I think I'd probably get tickled. I can see that. Cena's the man. What, what song is John it? Cena. John Cena. Oh, John I can see that. That'd be kind of cool. Would he challenge him immediately? Or you know what I could see? I can see like a, him having to do a gauntlet with like two or three guys. You know what I mean? He comes down, say it's like Shane McMahon squashes him, says, I'm not done yet. Another guy comes down. You know what I mean? And it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. 
Is there any interference in the Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns match? The only one I could see is Paul Heyman turning on Roman Reigns. The wise man. That may that may be the sound you hear. I don't know, man. It could be. No, I don't know. Got to tune in this weekend. I'm just I'm excited to see Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, any uh, honorable mentions, boys? Um, I had one. Um, what the hell was it here? Uh, yeah, annual opening day game to watch the Lions play. I know I'm a loser. I've been attending opening day games for the last 30 years. Um, tradition started with my dad. Uh, nothing uh, has the feel and excitement of the start of a new season in the atmosphere and, you know, Everyone starts at the same level. Everyone's zero yeah. to zero, and you have a chance, and you have dopes and dreams, especially a Lions fan. But um, you know what C. Rebel said about Hope, Dom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I gotta go back and listen to it. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, C-Rest. Good day, Junior. <laughs> I got... Uh, oh, go ahead, Hollywood. I'll go after you. No, I'm good. You good? We're all set, yeah. All right, B, you might remember this, but uh, where we grew up was in Townhouse, and they always had this picnic once a year in the summertime, and it was a freaking blast when I was a kid, dude. You talking about Kurt? Yeah, you guys are up to late. You can get your asses back home. <laughs> Yeah, there's like all the food and pop you could drink, man, at the bounce house and the gladiator shit. The bounce right, right. house. Uh, I remember that. I was young. I still remember all this stuff, man. And uh, yeah, chase around little tile and not. You know what's funny? Remember that park by that, by your townhouses there? Um, right next, that right there in Masonic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember going there and taking batting practice and launching balls on the, on the playground. Come on. Yeah, it's right out there. That's a, that's a long drive, man. <laughs> I do. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, I remember practicing there, too. Yeah. And obviously the Super Bowl every year. That's always a great time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Got to have it. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. All right. With that being said, boys, great job. That does it for the Fives of the Week. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Philly, from the Fives of the Week. I just had to take a quick pause in the action to tell you about Aries Custom Creations. You gotta holler at our girl Amber. She hooked us up with these sweet fives of the week hoodies to keep us warm this winter. She does everything. All your vinyl needs, apparel, signs, cups, decals, stickers. She does it all. Email her at AriesCustomCreations at gmail.com. Also on Facebook, Aries Custom Creations 20. Holler at our girl Amber. Thank you for all you do. Appreciate the business. Much love. Hey! This week, love it. Set it. I love it. Watch me explode. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got who said it. Quote: Save your money, pay your taxes. It doesn't last forever. All right. 
So Philly, we have to have a clock running here for this, right? Okay, so we, hold on, hold on. We have Let's to get the uh, clock. Let's get the I, clock. I don't, the I don't clock. think we were quite <laughs> prepared for this, mate. You on the clock? So we're the clock. Uh, All right, it's rolling. Um, drawing. Save your money, pay your taxes. Elon Musk it doesn't <laughs> last forever. <laughs> Elon Musk. No. Let me get a hit. Save Yep. Um, athlete. What sport? Um, wrestling. Hmm. Can I go with the obvious? Hulk Hogan? Oh, uh, no. Steiner. Scott Steiner. Absolutely. No. Um, male or female? Uh, it's a male. Chris Jericho? No, the champion, no. Not the champion. Not the champion. Rip Flair? AEW or WWE? Um, WWE. Did you say WWE? Philly, we got to be closer. That's your third. Can I have a repeat of that quote, please, sir? Yeah. Save your money, pay your taxes. It doesn't last forever. Just think about that. Save your money. Shane McMahon. No, pay your taxes. It doesn't last forever. Uh, we got uh, 30 seconds, B. Um, Roman Reigns? Nope. Brock Lesnar? Nope. Seth freaking Rollins? <laughs> Dick the Bruiser? <laughs> nope. Uh, Save man. your money, pay your taxes. It doesn't last forever. Ted DiBiase? Nope, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a, good one. That's a very good Five one. seconds. Man, I should have got this, man. Horrible. Damn it. Stop the stuff. Stop the stuff. Damn you. I'm surprised. Damn you. Damn you. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the rattlesnake. Damn you. Man. Your boy. Only my favorite of all time. Damn it. Your wow. boy. How'd I overlook that? Austin, damn yeah, I thought for sure you were going to get it when I said wrestler. That makes me want to drop you on that stack of dimes you call a Nick. <laughs> that is bull chime. Stack of dimes. Wow. Damn it, man. Man, Good I, one. I had think music for that, too, and I didn't put it in there. I'm so mad at I myself. I you do have it, though. You have the breaking of the glass. Austin. Um, I mean, my God, it's Austin. That's Austin. Damn, that's a bitch. So we only have one who said it, right? That's our new format. Um, but I think you guys are going to like the upcoming segment. We are going into the uh, formerly known as the Philly Fives, right? Yeah. I got to share the love. You got, and that's appreciated. So are, are we ready to bounce right into that? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, everyone. Just want to take a quick pause in the action and tell you about TGI Graphics. It's a family-owned business since 2007, servicing the Metro Detroit area. We specialize in sports and graduation banners and also yard signs. We've helped schools, youth sports leagues, and booster clubs fulfill senior wishes and memorable projects. Please reach out to Fives of the Week podcast at gmail.com to learn more. Now let's get back to the show.
right, a little tribute there to Taylor Hawkins, former um, from the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters, yes, absolutely. They have some, great song. They do have some good songs. Probably the only really real rock band that's out there yeah. right now, Hollywood, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, man, such a tragedy at 15. And so young. You know, even at 50, you know, I'm 50 as well. Yeah. Just still young. Hard to imagine. So, um, so here we are. We have... Uh, the five fives. This is the. Hey, thanks for offering one for me, bros. How you doing? How you doing? I was at the last one. Hey, come on, go shot, go yeah. You want one, you prick you? I, I think I would like to have one right, over here. Hey, I want don't want it. You want some? Yeah, I'm doing it, guys. Give me a cognac. Come on, hey. We gotta come. How's that sauce doing? Doing all right. Stirring up the sauce, right? I smell the garlic in the sauce. How you what the fuck is that? All right, that's a, that's a Corona. So, yeah, we have, we're not big drinkers. We just uh, enjoy maybe a cold one together as a team. So, um, <laughs> hey, how's your boy Vinny doing? So, here, we, here, here we go. We've got... Uh, All right. So, here we go, boys. You ready for this? This is... Uh, how many times a year... Well, no, that's, wait, I can't do that one for you, Hollywood. That's going to have to be, uh, gosh, I got my uh, notes all screwed up here. This is this is real time, right? So what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? We're, we're doing the fives. But uh, when I printed this out, it didn't quite dex the way I was hoping it to. So here we go. My man is struggling. I am struggling. So uh, here we are. Um, the code in the movie The Matrix comes from what food recipe? A, sushi, B, dumpling recipe, C, stir-fry, or pad thai recipe? The code in the movie The Matrix comes from what food recipe? The code in the movie The Matrix. Sushi. Say them again one more time. I'm gonna say it, but he actually got the right answer. Well, don't say it then. Okay, so you it, don't it, it was sushi. Nice job. Hollywood, great job. Um, it was sushi. The uh, production designer scanned symbols from his wife's sushi cookbooks and then manipulated them into. Sushi, sushi, kamasucha. Most I mean, how about that? So yeah, it came from sushi. Okay, the next. Here we go. Uh, which actor was in the following movies? The Outsiders, Wayne's World, and Tommy Boy. A. Tom Cruise. B. Matt Dillon. C. Rob Lowe. D. Thomas Hummel. Matt Dillon. <clears throat> Tom Cruise. No. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe is the correct answer. Very good. Yeah. yeah. There we go. So, moving right along, I try to change the format up just a hair. Okay. So, who did the cat in The Godfather belong to? Francis, the, the cat in the movie, if you recall that scene where, you know, Marlon Brando's holding a cat. Who did the cat belong to in The Godfather? Francis Ford Coppola, Diane Keaton, Al Pacino. No one, the cat was a stray. The cat was a stray. He's a stray Gosh, cat. It's Hollywood again. The cat was a stray. The director, uh, director Francis Ford Coppola, found the cat in the studio and handed it to Marlon Brando before the shot. The cat loved the actor so much that it stayed in his lap and they continued to film. Nice. That's very good, Hollywood. You're just rocking it today. You've got it for him. Three for three, right. Michael. All right, so true or false? Sean Connery... He come to me. <laughs> the day of my daughter's home. I never wanted this for you, Michael. And you asked me to come get money. <laughs> Oh, 
right, here we go. Here we go. Here's the next question. Uh, true or false? Sean Connery wore a tube in every James Bond movie. A what? A toupee. Oh, fake okay. hair. Okay, gotcha. Yes. True. <laughs> You're right. That's true. You're I right. could totally see that. Yeah, it was true. He, uh, sure, if you think the dreamy two, 007 <laughs> seemed too good to be true, you're right. Sean Carney started balding at age 17. Damn. Gosh, man. I hope uh, Chris Rock don't make no jokes about him. All right. Um, <laughs> keep my actor's name out your <laughs> mouth. All right, here we go. The dog in the movie The Sandlot is nicknamed The Beast. Mm-hmm. What's the dog's actual name? A. Hercules, B. Goliath, C. Atlas, D. Zeus. Hercules. Got it, man. Bada Good boom, bada bada bing. Bada bing. Bada bada bing. This guy over here is on a freaking run, man. I'm telling you. So, um, let's see. I think I had... Um, how many, how many trees you kill over there, Grandmaster? Yeah, I think I got a deck of paper here. You're, you're absolutely right about that. Um, so, Hollywood, I think we have you coming up with some bonus stuff over there. So, I'm going to kindly pass these off to um, Hollywood right now. Done. Yeah. So, um, the Snatcher. <laughs> the Snatcher. Dumb. The Snatcher. Dumb. 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 But we'll, uh, we'll succeed with these five bonus questions. Punchell. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen out there. <laughs> How many times a year does the average American couple have whoopee? <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound we need from that, that program, that whoopee. <laughs> How many times what, what, what a is year it? does is the it? average American... Couple have whoopee. So how many? You got multiple choices there. So there's A, B, C. Thirty-two, B, sixty-six, C, eighty-nine, D, one twenty-six. Master B, how many times do you have sex? <laughs> By myself or uh, with my significant other? <laughs> The average couple in one year, how many times do they do it? Um, What were the numbers one more time? 32A, B, 66, C, 89, and D is in Dickens, 126. (laughs) I'm going to say 89. I'm going to say 66. Dumb new, dumb new. Let's get it, dude. Wow, 66. is that it? Have you been reading on this? That's a wow, sixty-six. That seems and that still long. seems short. Dumb new. <laughs> it's been dry. <laughs> but when you think about it, sixty-six times mm-hmm. Dunkin' and Dippin'. <laughs> and I bet you probably not even that. I mean, that's according to the National Opinion Research, but. You never know. That's seems a little. There's small. been ten a year. I know that for. You know what I mean? I've got some friends. They're like, something's like, hey, it's been a couple of years. My questions are. Couple years. Fifty-two weeks in a year, so that's slightly over once a week. I'm like, are you kidding me? He goes, oh yeah, we, the oral you might as well forget that. That's been gone the last four years. Oh boy. Really? Oh, yes. Boy. Wow. Okay, here we go. On to number two. Yes, I was told you have the meats. <laughs> the meats. <laughs> the great meats. What's the average length of an... 
<laughs> I was Kunar. <laughs> the average length of an erectile cannoli, aka Shilong Shad. The chode? Chode, the chode. The average. Four by two baked potato. <laughs> So the a, the, the average <laughs> what's the average length of an erect cannoli, aka shillong, <laughs> chode, four by two baked potato? Come on. So are we talking? Uh, what are the multiple choices? A four to five inches. B five to six inches. C seven to eight inches. Or D, like me, eight to ten inches. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> It's definitely not the last one. Because survey says Hollywood's the one percent in every category. The correct answer. What do you got there? I guarantee you it's B. What What was B's? Uh, the five was, to six, right? Are you saying that's what you are? You say that's your answer. <laughs> six and a half was an option. <laughs> I won't go on record. I won't go on record. <laughs> I'm gonna say B. I'm gonna say that's a good answer. It's kind of right. It's a safe zone right there. Okay, the correct answer is B. Oh, ding, right. ding, 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 ding. All right, there you go. Yeah, all when, right, when flaccid binos, the size averages around the 3.5 inch holes, your cholo, some smaller when you're pissing on your balls. <laughs> you're pissing all over your cholo. Yes. Oh, God. Okay, here we go. We'll move on. Uh, true or false, stress can make a man's Johnson shrink. <laughs> true or false? I'm going to say true. I am going to say yes. I'm going to say that's true. I think stress does contribute to that. Stress is stress is just bad all around for you. Yes. Correct. C correct. It is correct. It is a correct, is is a correct. correct answer. Okay. So that's right. They say it's a proven fact that stress can cause so many different variables in your body. It's ridiculous. That's why it's important to keep someone stretching that motherfucker out. It's trying, trying to be stress-free as much as you can. You know, like you get some people, they're, they're just high on the horse. They're right, just right, right, right. stressing them. It's like, can you find a way to just don't even worry about that? Why? It doesn't even matter. Because... You're so focused on that, not, not the big picture. But, you know, to Philly's point, man, stress can definitely ruin that mood. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. if you're having a really bad week and, you know, you know, want to kind of have a little fun time with mm. the significant other and you're just not feeling all that, it's an yeah. emotion. It's a head thing. No, it's different if you're, like, you're having makeup sex because your adrenaline's pumping or whatever. Makeup That's yes. different. Yes. If, you're like, if you're, like, you know what I mean? Is down, down in the dumps. It's a little bit harder. I could see, you know, a lot of women being like that. You know what I mean? You get the little stress tagging. That's it. So, not that we're not doing nothing. Or you, or you piss them off, and then now how is just an endangered species, man? Yeah, okay, guys, you say you're right. Man. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, man. Punching that motherfucker, depressing out, man. I want to buy the bar. That feels good, man. Oh shit. Okay, we got this. Oh, it says cold water and cold air are perhaps the best known cause of this shrinkage. 
phenomenon, but psychological stress can do the same thing. Uh, yeah. so. You put them balls in that, that you know, kickerboo in that cold water now. Mm. <laughs> I like that cold water. You got them triplets down there. Mm -hmm. So go, go, go back up in your gut. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a damn any. <laughs> yep, that boy prayed all day again. Okay, we'll move on here. We have a paleontologist have long considered the T-Rex to be the biggest dick in the dinosaur kingdom. But a new discovery suggests it may also had one. The problem is that there aren't any fossil dinosaur wangs, but researchers and paleontologists estimate the size of a Trinotaurus Rex penis. Tyrannosaurus Rex penis. Who have been around 12 feet long. Yeah. What's good, man? I think I'll have to wait for you to kick the candy compared to something. I thought they were just going to say Godzilla, man. Thank you, sir. Once or twice, you like that. That's Godzilla, sure. My uh, <laughs> bonus five. Fucking done, dude. I'm here to I mean, we got a little segment here I got to play for Hollywood. This is just special for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Turn the lights down. <laughs> so, sound you right there. Along with my British lace and my makeup, I'm tell me. Nine and a half miles. Take care. Maybe even brush your head. That's it, man. Episode forty-seven in the books, fellas. Great job, fellas. Yeah. So, what a way to go. Any final words here, guys? No. We we get closer and closer to fifty. Just want to thank our sponsors again. Everybody that's listening, man. We're getting we're gaining steam again. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Stay tuned for more information on episode 50. It's going to be big and wild. Yeah, Thank you, everybody. Good show today, boys. Good job. Yes, peace.